and we are live. Welcome to the Zero Cool Podcast. I'm DJ Zero Cool, aka Parker. A couple things I want to go over before we get started. If you have not yet checked it out, the Jägermeister Behind the Shot Mix is still up on Mixcloud. You can go to uh, Jägermeister Behind the Shot. They have featured DJs every month. I was the one for April. Um, my, or my, uh, I don't know, my, my kind of like a theme was diversity. So we uh, we mashed up things that, that typically wouldn't go together. Uh, I had like Gary what, Gary Wright versus like Kanye West and, and, and Biggie versus like Justin Bieber. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. It's about an hour long. You can go up on Mixcloud and check that out. Uh, Jägermeister behind the shot. There's another one that was just posted this month. Uh, that theme was for Pride. Be sure to check it out, like, and follow. Also, if you're on Mixcloud as well, Feel free to search up DJ Zero Cool. I have old live sets I've done throughout the years. I've been posting. I've been putting more and more up. Uh, I'm leaning more stuff towards Patreon, but I put stuff up there just so you guys can can take a listen to it while you're cleaning the house, getting ready to go out, so on and so forth. So be sure to check that out. Also, big shout out to the homie uh, Chicago Nick. He has shadow personal training down in Chicago. If you are looking for someone to train with, this is the guy to train with in Chicago. He was one of the trainers over at uh, the world-exclusive Equinox, and the dude is just an absolute freak show when it comes to knowing knowledge of what you should be doing for, for training and working out for MMA, uh, for jiu-jitsu, and for Muay Thai. He is, a, he is uh, at 2618 Halstead Avenue over in Chicago, Illinois. Be sure to check him out. Uh, welcoming to the podcast... Rafian Superstats, he's in the building. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm li- I'm on cloud now. It's been an amazing couple months. It's been an amazing couple months for me, so I'm excited. Yeah, that's adjustable. So if you want to pull that towards you and okay. stuff like that, like cool. there's a uh, there's little handles up here so you this can adjust is it. To- legit, yeah, man, it's legit. <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, uh, you know, prior to or just towards the the end of this whole COVID lockdown thing, uh, right around the right around Christmas, like I'd say right around December, I was like. I was like, I'm bored. I'm not DJing. <laughs> I was like, I have some equipment. I was like, let's this, pop off a podcast, man. This is legit, man. I'll come in here. I feel like I'm in the studio. <laughs> I'm ready to spit some bars. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. Like I've like during uh during lockdown and stuff like that, I yeah. had the turntables up. I was oh. doing streaming and stuff like that. Like it was a blast, man. But it's it's slowly starting to get to that point where I'm starting to be able to play in front of crowds again. I started doing dates again for June. So yeah. being able to get in front of people is is getting exciting and being able to get that feedback like there's a weird like you can you can practice stuff like yeah. streaming and stuff like that but without like being able to see people nod their heads yeah or like tap their feet or like singing along to what you're doing it's hard to know what you're doing is working where right. now i'm starting to be able to play in front of crowds again and i'm like oh that works that works <laughs> that works oh you like that oh okay. yeah you, you, I'm like, yeah, they, I mean, it's pretty, pretty much the same thing for, well, for MMA. Like, if I was to shadow box and stuff, you know, I need that, I need that feedback. I need somebody, I need to see somebody like wince their eyes or, you know, I, I, I want feedback and see to know if it's working. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, you need people to, for that energy. So, you've done two fights now without the crowd there, uh, for I've Bellator. Done three. All oh, three. So, at the Mohegan Sun? Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Three of them at the Mohegan Sun. Uh, Cass Bell, Keith. Lee and then um, Josh Hill. Yeah, yeah. I, how do you um, how do you like it in comparison? Because you did LFA and you did was it Ring of Combat as well? Yeah, I did Ring of Combat, LFA, Victory, uh, FC. So um, you had crowds for that. Do you, yeah, do you I had like- crowds, and I had crowds for the uh, my first Bellator fight, which was in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the crowd is amazing, but for me, the crowd is like an ama- is amazing for like before and after, like 
before the fight starts, you know, you see people getting amped up and, you know, you can feel some energy and uh, kind of get amped up with them. Um, after the fights, you get to meet new people, you know what I'm saying? People who maybe hated you before or your fans and stuff and vice versa. Um, so then for me, like during the fight, I don't really notice what's going on outside of the fight. I'm pretty keyed in. Um, as a matter of fact, when I fought in Hawaii against a Hawaiian, um, like the crowd was loud. I thought they were cheering for me. I thought for some reason, and maybe I'm just big headed. I thought I thought they were cheering for me, but I got out uh, afterwards, and then uh, my wife was like, "Man, the crowd really didn't like you." And I was like, "Oh, for real? Like what? <laughs> what? I thought they loved me." What? Yeah. So I really, I'm, I obviously don't, um, I don't pay attention enough to uh, like what's what's going on outside of the ring when it's fight time. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, man, like I, doing my due diligence on this. You have probably one of the most fun energy coming in, uh, you know, in between rounds. But it is one of those that you're all business. Do you just like? Do you purposely do that just to stay loose? Like, like yeah. you're you're vibing out. Like you're yeah. uh, you came out to Roddy Rich Rockstar, and you're like, like I'm, yeah. Hey, for me, like the fight time, and I that's why I love to fight. So the fight time is like the best time. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I'm only fighting 15 minutes, you know what I mean? The training is like hard. I train hard. I put, I push my body and I push myself to the limit. So, um, yeah, the fight is like fun to me and I fight better. I feel better when I'm loose. You know, Mm -hmm. I I feel like I see more and, um, you know, loose is fast, loose is quick. So, I, I mean, I like, I like that type of vibe. I don't, I don't like to be, you know, clenched up and like, uh, really mad. I feel like I perform better. When I'm loose, you know, when I'm dancing, when I'm having fun, you know, so so that's the kind of vibe I like keeping. Yeah, I was uh, I was up early this morning and I was watching some of the old fights and I think it was the Hill fight. I was just like, wait, am I catching an echo again? Is, oh, you know what? I know what that is. Randon, can you turn the volume down on the computer? It's the far right hand side. Uh, no, no, no. On the keyboard. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh, maybe it was the iPad. I keep hearing an echo and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Yeah, LCD about it. <laughs> well, like, I, like number one, I don't notice it at all. <laughs> well, I I notice it for myself because yeah. like I can hear it, and then like it's a second delay where I'm like I'm hearing myself. So, like, I'm like, it's tr- <laughs> and it if it, it screws with me because I can hear myself, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, is that what I sound like? <laughs> anyway, man, um, where was I going yeah. with this? I I totally the, lost my chain um, of thought. The, the, the hill fight uh oh yeah dude you're totally vibing out in between like they're dropping like 50 cent and you're like (laughs) yeah oh yeah that song is pretty like kush is talking kush and duke are talking to you and you're just like yeah yeah i was like i was like i don't know anyone who else has got that kind of energy in between (laughs) rounds man in a fight which that's probably a weird thing to like be in such an intense situation and um but it it calms me down i feel like too it kind of wasn't even messes with my opponents which is you know a bonus but for me it's like it's it's this is fun to me. Like the fight time is is really fun to me. So, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a rock out. I'm a, I'm a you know up. what? That's gotta be crazy too. You brought up a really good point where I'm like, dude, if I saw you across the the cage, from me, <laughs> and you're like, just vibing out. And I'm like out of breath. I'm like, this is I gotta punch this guy harder or something. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And I, I see that. I see that a lot in um, my opponents. Like when you feel like you're having fun, it kind of does something to, to their psyche. And um, you know, I don't mind it. <laughs> You know, I gotta, I gotta say before we go even uh, further, congratulations on child number two now. Whoo! I'm a daddy of two, yeah. which is crazy to me. You know, like I always see myself, I'm like, oh, little Rafian, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just <laughs> wading through life, you know, you know, uh, beating up people every now and then, you know. But now I'm a father of two. I'm a married man. I'm, 
you know we got a house kids you know mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy you know i'm uh uh, yeah, two healthy boys, you know, which I'm super happy about. And it's just it's just crazy, like, how fast, like, stuff, you know, happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me ask you something. Being a father of two now, does that change how you fight now? Do you fight with a little more passion because of the fact that, you know, you got kids at home, you got a wife at home, you got a mortgage, you know, you're playing for your retirement. Does does that weigh on you at all? Or is it just out of sight, out of mind? Um. So part of my, like, motivation is that. You know what I mean? So, um, like, while I'm fighting, uh, that's kind of in the back burner. Um, but part of my motivation to get up to, like, get in the zone is that, you know, and I listen to a song by, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, T Grizzly. Mm -hmm. T Grizzly. And it's, uh, it's like, uh, I'm a, or I'm a win or, or win or something like that. And, um, one of the verses, like, uh, look me in my eyes, I'm a win. Uh, I'm gonna get this bread. Uh, I gotta live or something like that. And it's like, I got. It was like, uh, without me, my family wouldn't have food. Anybody going against me gotta lose. You know what yeah. I mean? And I take that to heart. Like, like, man, I am the breadwinner in my house. Like, like somebody is out here, pretty much trying to take food off of my kids' table. You know, um, we've been through a lot. My wife and I and and my family. You know, they deserve. They deserve a lot. You know what I mean? They support me through a lot. Uh, I'm gone a lot, so yeah, like I can't let this guy come in here and take this from them. You know what I mean? So, so it definitely weighs on me. Uh, before the fight, like d during the fight is a little different because I'm like um kind of focused on the task at hand. But I like to that's the backstage when I'm um kind of getting up, warming up, you know, um finding my reason reason why I want to go and beat this guy up. That's that's part of it. Do you find that music helps you a lot for like? getting ready, getting your head right. Like for me, like the one that always sticks out was it was on, I think it's on Obi Trice's uh, Cheers album. It was Obi Trice, 50, uh, Lloyd Banks, like the whole G-Unit crew. And like, I remember 50, was it 50 that dropped it? Uh, I forgot who dropped the verse, but it was like, like there was just some hard lines in there where like 50s like you better fear me like you fear God because I bring death. And like I hear a line like that and I'm like, ooh, yeah. I just want to jack someone up. <laughs> so music, yeah, and definitely like music, I feel like amplifies, like amplifies my feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it just, yeah, music definitely. If it'd be weird for like thinking back, like it's not a time or, or like before a fight or even like getting ready for a fight, you know, I, I feel like music is like a a part of that. It'd be very weird for me to like prepare uh for fights without music. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's a it's a big it's a big part of, you know, me at least like warming up, you know what I'm saying? Uh putting me in a state of mind, um, relaxing me, getting me amped up at the right time. I feel like music plays a huge part. Is there like for you, is there like a like there's almost like not like a meditation, but like a calm before the storm where like maybe you go through like Spotify and you're like this yep. track this yep. track and you put that playlist together and then you're just like all right kush duke let's warm up let's hit some pads got some got some music just banging in the background and then all of a sudden just pop pop and you just feel that rhythm is, is it the same for you that way yeah so for me like usually when i'm when i'm going to the venue or wherever we're going um we start out uh we get there it depends on the, during these quarantines this last fight it was like a, a little fast uh but usually we get there we kind of get unpacked i start warming up um sometimes kush or sometimes duke will play some reggae you know sometimes mm -hmm. i'll play some um just 
uh like somber music uh like some chance the rapper or something like kind of meditative uh like slower music you know what i mean so i warm i uh kind of uh stretch out and uh you know i'm i'm not like rushing but i'm like laying down get my hands kind of wrapped um you know warming up getting relaxed and then uh i start like picking up the the playlist a little bit so i'll play like a little two chains you know yeah or, uh yeah something to like give me like you know what I'm saying going a little bit and so then i'm like i'll shadow box and stuff on my own and then i'm like getting in the headspace getting the headstakes get my uh my my uh, uh gloves on and stuff and then i'm starting to play like some bangers like i'm starting to play some uh ah what's his name i'm blanking again um but yeah i'm starting to play some uh bang the baby i'll play uh yeah. the baby and then uh like I'm, I'm i'm really banging now then i'm like kush you know somebody come in let me hit something let me <laughs> let me get up and i try to stay um because i don't like to like like have a full-on workout so i'll probably go like two three minutes you know where i'm like intense intense and then i'm calming down you know what i'm saying to kind of um imitate like what i'm gonna be doing you know uh during fight time i'm gonna fight for like five minutes and then i'm gonna relax and mm -hmm. get my heart rate down and get ready to go again you know to recover and then so i'll do that and then um then pretty much after i'm i've, I've done that a couple of rounds um I'll stay kind of hype, but then it's like, then that's when I'll get my motivational music on. So I'll play like that T Grizzly, like I got to win. Um, I'll play, uh, oh, what's the other one I play? Um, but yeah, anything uh, that like, I feel like gets me like in the headspace of like, I gotta, I gotta go get this. Like, this is mine. I'm, I gotta go take this. I gotta seize this opportunity type stuff, you know? So I'm playing those types of songs. Hells yeah, man. You know, for, you know, it's, it's unique that there's some, parallels between DJing and between fighting like for me like you know when I'm getting ready for a gig I'm going through my music I'm kind of picturing the night in my head so do you play you play music to like hype you up for like events to so DJ? like I'll go through and I'll find like new tracks and uh -huh. like my first 30 45 minutes is I want to do a blend of new and old school I want to see I want to test out new stuff on a crowd that's there that's just hanging out like no one's expecting me to to throw heat at yeah. you know at exactly 10 o'clock yeah so for the first 30 minutes 40 minutes it's me playing new tracks i want to see if people move to if they hear if they hear it for the first time and they hear it on a sound system does this make them move yeah and it's it's me kind of doing a, a quick outline of what my first 45 minutes are going to be like because I, I purposely plan it out that way where i'm like yeah. I want to do some new. I want to do some old because if the new stuff isn't working, I want some old school joints there there that get people being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm familiar. This. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's OK. I'm going to start transitioning into the regular part of my night where it's like, OK, I want to start shifting gears. I want to go from opening set to like, OK, I'm starting to build the room up like I want to mm -hmm. start. I want to start pushing people into the dance floor. I want to keep things fun. And where am I going with this energy? Am I going to do, like, am I in a lounge? Am I going to keep things kind of chill where I'm a background noise for, like, people drinking, being on a date night? Or am I in a college venue where, okay, I got to play all the hits. These these kids want to be hype. <laughs> like, I got to throw heat. Rage. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, right before the, the quarantine and stuff, like, or I should say before the city kind of went back into lockdown again, one of the coolest things was the fact that, uh, my girlfriend came to one of my gigs and she was like, honey, there's a line down the block. She's like, I was trying to surprise you. <laughs> She's I like, Why? I, could, I couldn't even get in. <laughs> She's like, can you come out here and get me? 
I'm here, please. So like, I literally put like a three minute song on. I ran outside, pulled her outline, yeah, pulled her up, and we're up in the balcony, and I'm playing. And she was like, "This is insane." She's like, "I didn't know like it, it was like this." <laughs> and then like, it's it's a college age venue, so she's seeing all these like college kids, like twenty one to like twenty eight kid, you know, twenty one twenty eight year olds. Yeah, that that demographic. And I'm just throwing just throwing straight heat at them <laughs> all night. And then I like as like what I like doing is I like throwing the what the fuck out there. Yeah, like I played the Killers, Mr. Brightside in the middle of the night, and like it's one of those that like I can tell on how I build into that song, like how a crowd will react. Like I'll yeah. cut, I'll cut the song and I'll let the crowd sing it like it's a goddamn concert. Dude. <laughs> That's what's up. And she's like, they know this. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, who doesn't know Mr. Brightside, man? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's it's That's so much great. fun. But like it, it goes back to what I was saying where it's like I picture that stuff out in my head ahead of time where yeah. it's like and that's where the parallel is is that you know i sit right where randon is and i I got my laptop open and i'm lining everything up i'm like okay i want to do i don't know some ariana grande yeah oh you know what that's kind of like a trap beat Uh it kind of sounds like this two chain song too so like i'll be like okay we're gonna go here we're gonna go here and i'm kind of like and it's it's an outline but it's not something i stick to so like I'll see something in the crowd or I'll hear something. I'll be like, oh, it reminds me of this song. Yeah. This will transition great. They're in the same key. Yeah. And all of a sudden you'll see it and you're like, people will be like, oh, like especially certain rooms. Like, um, I don't know if it's the same for you where it's like. I, f- I feel like what you talk about is like my flow state. Like, like I got a plan. I got a game plan. You know what I mean? Overall or whatever. Nothing is specific because things change. People change. Exactly. People do different, you know, things. Um. But I got a flow say. So, like, if you throw a wrench on the Western name, I'm flowing with that. But then I'm right back on my, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pushing you toward what I want to do, you know, eventually. So, I feel like, yeah, you're right. There's, there's a lot of parallels. Especially with what you were saying, there's a lot of parallels. And I, I just, I felt, I was like, dude, I got to share a little inf- yeah. share a little information there. That's dope. Um, Let me ask you this. You are a two-time All-American wrestler, a Division two wrestler. You could have left college. You could have done whatever you wanted to. You chose MMA. Like, number one, explain going from high school, going to Kansas, going to Nebraska, mm-hmm. and, and kind of walk me through. In high school, did you start wrestling? Middle school, did you start wrestling? I know there's a lot there, but let's yeah. let's start middle yeah. school, high school. Yeah. Let's start with the wrestling part of it. Yeah. How did you get started in wrestling? Yeah, so I actually started wrestling. I started wrestling my – or technically it was like my junior year uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. So um, – it was the sophomore year of my uh, or the summer of my sophomore year um, uh, or actually, no, the, the yeah, the sophomore year of my uh, the summer of my sophomore year. I um, like got introduced to uh, like Greco and freestyle mm-hmm. um, wrestling. And um, I just went to like a couple of practices. I didn't really uh, pick it up, but I like met some people and I did it for like a couple weeks. And then um, that junior year. I went to school and my coach was uh, my science teacher and he was giving out like free quiz grade points for like uh, uh, to to come out for the wrestling team. So you would get like free free quiz grade points and I needed them at the time. So uh, I went to this uh, the wrestling practice and um, and I was like I was pretty athletic, you know, and I had played football and basketball. So I was um, I was pretty self or aware of where I should be like for tackling and stuff. So I was like naturally like decent, you know what I mean, decent at it. And um, and he told me like, hey man, you should come out, you should try wrestling. And um, 
And I I wasn't like I was never like the biggest football player. I I really like football player, and I was playing on uh, varsity at the time. Um, but I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I knew I I I didn't know if I was that was gonna be my avenue to college. I didn't know really what I was gonna do with it. I was just playing it kind of for fun. And um, and actually, yeah, we uh. So then, I, I tried out for wrestling, and I and I did wrestling, and then so actually that the summer of my junior year, my um. Or no, so before that, my coach went to my mom's house or whatever, and then she like he just he got her, he got her to like uh, agree pretty much for me to come out to the wrestling practices um, because she had to she had to pick me up after work or whatever. So I needed to uh, I needed to to have permission to to be there or whatever. So my coach came to my house and was like, "Hey, we think he's gonna be really good. Um, do you mind him coming to these practices?" And um, she was like. I mean, I don't really know nothing about wrestling, but I guess if you say, you know, he's he's okay, you know, I'll uh, I'll support it, and um, so yeah, I uh, I wrestled that year, and I ended up um, my first year of wrestling, I ended up um, qualifying for state, um, my first year of wrestling, and um, which was like it was like a big accomplishment for me, but also my my mom had passed, uh, actually no, yeah, my mom had passed my. The, that junior year before I had started, so he met my he must have met my mom my sum the sophomore my sum the summer of my sophomore year mm-hmm. and um so um, my grades and my everything pretty much school wise that junior year so I was like in honors classes and stuff like that like while my mom was living but then as soon as my mom passed or whatever I was like um school I really didn't really care about you know I was like you know what is all this for kind of you know um like mad at the world mad at you know, um, pretty much everything. And, um, I started, you know, just not just like totally giving up on school, but I was just like, just going through the motions. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there mentally, you know, in school and, but in wrestling, uh, I felt like it was an outlet where I could pretty much just hurt people, you know, um, and not get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I, uh, I kind of gravitated to a wrestling cause I felt, it felt good, you know, to like pick his up and slam them and like, uh, be good at something and, um, you know, just kind of beat people up. <laughs> so, well, it, uh, it focuses you, you yeah. know, it's you speaking from my own personal perspective, uh, you know, anytime there's struggles, like I'm thinking about the last thing that I went through was, um, my, my brother Randon and I, our grandfather got real sick about two years ago and he was in, ended up being towards the end. They put him in hospice and stuff like that. And I didn't take it really well. Uh, mm-hmm. this is someone, you know, I've known since I was, it's my, uh, my stepfather's dad, someone I've known since I was eight and uh, someone that was a big part of me. And for me, it was, I just showed up at the gym. I just showed up. I brought like two or three pairs of shorts, two or three shirts, um, I remember at one point, Gerald looked at me. He's like, Parker, is this the second time you're here today? And I was like, yeah, I'm going through some shit. He's like, if you, if you want to talk to me, I was like, nah. I was like, if you could hold pads for me, that'd be great. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, man. So for me, it was one of those things that I got out there and I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. And it was nice because, like, you know, you think about the technique. You think about, you know, if you're going in for a high crotch single or, you know, what I got to do on this double leg. My head's got to go up, so on yeah. and so forth. Or, you know all right, I'm too close when I'm throwing this right. So I got to take a step back. I got to stay long, so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're sparring with someone. All right, they keep protecting their head. I want to get a piece of that head. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal a page out of Kristen Rodriguez's book. I'm going to yeah. hit that. I'm going to work that body. Get yeah. them to drop their hands and shit like that. You know, 
you start thinking about all the technique that you got to do and it clears your head and you're yeah. not thinking about your grandfather. You're not yeah. thinking about everything else that's outside of those mats. And it's for me, I, I try telling people this all the time. Like you got shit you're going through. It's one of the best places to, to it's the best therapy in the world because it clears your head and you stop thinking about it. The shitty part is, is that as soon as it's over and you're taking your hand wraps off or, you know, you're, you're changing and all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, we got time. You got time fuck. to think about it. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I'm a little bit better than I was before, but it, it's, it's a process though. Yeah. Uh, and I, I totally feel you on that, man. So with the wrestling, then you just put, you know, put your head down, got in there and started grinding it out. Yeah. Were you able to mentally, I mean, that's a lot losing your mom at, at a young age like that. Were you able to recover and then rise up? Yeah. So, um, and yeah, like I said, in high school, I feel like that it kept me on the right path pretty much because my grades kind of fell or whatever, but you know, I, I made it to state, but then I wasn't able to go to state because of, uh, my grades. So, you know, so I could be better at wrestling. I would be better at, uh, or so I could uh, go farther in wrestling. I focus more on my school, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it helped kind of write the track for me. And then um, I was going into my senior year and I need, I know I needed to get like a, you know, certain GPA so I can make it or uh, apply for these schools or, or apply for like scholarships and stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> wrestling kind of gave me the avenue because coaches were, um, you know, I had a, a one freestyle state. I placed, I think, sixth in um, state, one freestyle in Greco state, and then wrestles like some nat on the national team and stuff like that. So some colleges were like coming and, and, and looking at me and, you know, talking to me and stuff. So, um, yeah, so that helped me, you know, get my grades together and, and um, kind of uh, right the wrong. And then just going forward after I got accepted into a I went to a junior college um, first. Um, my I feel like the junior college and kind of where it was, it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. It had one stoplight in Parsons, Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, I really had not. And I was coming from Houston, Texas, which is a pretty big, uh, you know, city. Yeah. And I was like used to, you know, having all everybody around me like partying and like having stuff to do all the time you know what i mean uh to this city where there's like nothing literally to do <laughs> except wrestle <laughs> you know wrestle in school you know to what i'm that. here for so for me i feel like it uh it kept me on track you know it was the right move for me it kept me on track and um all i did was was grind and grind and grind and um i registered my first year then my my second year my uh register freshman year I all-american at the uh, junior college level um, and then it went on from there. I um, moved to a uh, Division II um, or a four-year college Division two at the Division two level. And um, I had a medical injury or a, a medical redshirt year because I dislocated uh, my elbow the first year. But then after that, you know, um, everything uh, kind of like the, the years of work that I had put in at the uh, junior college and um, what I had put in kind of every since I – uh, tore my or dislocated my elbow um, it all you know started clicking everything started clicking for me because like I said I was starting late so I was like a, I was really green to the sport like mm -hmm. I was I was really athletic but I was green to the sport but you know I just you know I every I just tried to live it like I I was really like a, I had to be like a sponge to be good because I had to pick up stuff really fast because Everybody I have wrestling have been wrestling since they were like either four years old or, you know, middle school at least, you know, so um, I had to pick up stuff really fast. And um, yeah, that helped me. And then at the four year college division two level, you know, I won uh, nationals twice, uh, you know, two time national champion. I'm also, my team around me um, won nationals twice when I was there. So 
um, yeah, that's kind of my wrestling wrestling story. So there's there's two questions uh, that that come to mind. Number one, when when you were in high school, who's overseeing you then after your mom passes? Who's the one giving you advice, giving you that wisdom? Like, look, you you need to keep your grades up. You you want to succeed in this? Here's where you want to go. Here's the game plan you want to do. Who's overseeing you at that point? So that was another thing I feel like that helped me. I had to be very independent. Um, I had also, I have two brothers, two younger brothers on my mom's side that are younger than me Mm -hmm. that I kind of felt like I was uh, responsible for. Um, My aunt and uncle, um, Shamalita Littleton, was my mom's sister and her husband, Elijah Littleton. Um, They uh, pretty much were overseers of me, but I would, um, they lived like on the other side of town, um, in a in a neighborhood or southeast houston in a neighborhood that didn't have wrestling um yeah it was kind of a lower economic um area or whatever it didn't have wrestling um so i would have to commute from there to uh, another one of my aunt's house um to be close and so i would commute from there to my aunt's house during the week so i could drive to um the school that i that had wrestling which was in tomball so which was like 45 minutes from her so um, and then I would commute there uh, back and forth uh, during the week. So I would kind of be on my own during the week, um, commuting back and forth to school, wrestling, coming back. And then during the weekend, I would go to my aunt's house um, kind of on the south side of Houston um, and um, kind of just kind of kind of reconnect with my brothers and kind of hang out, you know, during the weekend. That's crazy. So from your junior year on, you're basically flying solo. Yeah. And you got. People just basically keep an eye on you on the weekend. You're getting up for school on time. Yeah, you're getting yourself going. You're making sure lunch, dinner, all that stuff's yeah. set for you. Doing all your own laundry. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And I and I feel like for me, like me being able to go to college and you know do a lot of that stuff is because you know I had to learn like kind of independence like at an early age. You know what I mean? And so. Even like with uh, I feel like some people like when they get to college, maybe they get a little wild or whatever because they get freedom. You know, they get freedom like, oh, man, I don't really got to listen to my uh, dad. Like, I don't got nobody in charge of me. You know, I kind of went through that when I was in high school, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of made some mistakes, did did some wrong things. But, um, you know, I, I learned that independence that like there's nobody there's nobody going to be uh, I, I got no backup plan. Like, you know, my 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 aunt and my uncle, you know, they're supportive, but nobody's your mom and your dad you know what i mean yeah. um they they did very well or whatever but you know i don't want to i don't want to put that on i don't want to put us on on them you know so i got to make something for like i got to make something for us or you know it's 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 kind of a wrap so so moving on or moving back to nebraska now so you go you, you end up in division two at nebraska i mean you got guys around so let me ask you this Kamaro Usman went to Nebraska. Yep. Is that someone that you were training with at the time? Is that someone that that was a presence there? Yeah. So Kamaro Usman, you know, I've known actually Kamaro Usman since I was in high school. He was my team Texas. Uh, so when I would go into national level wrestling, he was one one of my team Texas coaches. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So I, I known him, and he's from Texas. He's from yeah. He's from Dallas. I'm from Houston. Um, so, and I got paired up with him one time, uh, during a practice and I feel like he wasn't excited about it because he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like in high school, he was like in college, you know, and he was much bigger than me, but he beat the shit out of me and it was probably out of love or, or but I feel like it was, he didn't want to be there because I was like the odd man out and it was like, Hey, tomorrow go with, uh, go with Rafion. You know, he ain't got a partner right now. 
and he beat the beat the crap out of me. <laughs> but also, like when I went to um when I came, I was I was deciding that I was coming to UNK, the school that he was at. Um, it was during the summer, so I came up during the summer just to kind of get acclimated to the school. And I seen Marty or whatever. I was like, hey, what's up? You know, and Marty for me, you know, even even when I talk to him to this day, he feels like he's my big brother. So he's like giving me advice, you know, on stuff. He's like, hey, you know, like this this season, it's a it's a long season. You had the junior college season, but it's a little longer, you know. So you need to be prepared for that. And I'm like, bro, I know, <laughs> I know. And then he was also like, um, hey, uh. And hey, you got like food and, and shit like that. Like you got stuff uh, or whatever. And I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, my mom told me to make sure you're all right. Cause he's also Nigerian and my dad's Nigerian. So, oh, okay. yeah. So his mom was like, like, can you make sure he's okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he, she was, and I was like, yeah, like I'm good. He's like, all right, good. Cool. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So I've known, I know Kamaro a lot or I've known him, you know, forever. He always like messaged me after fights and stuff mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, so I didn't uh, wrestle like on a team with him, but like the year he was leaving was the year I came in and kind of take took over, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was the story. Um, who would you watch now? Um, like younger, like I don't know if you had uh, an idea of of post college that you were gonna go into MMA, but then now who who did you watch? That, that you watch and you go, oh, I like how they do this. I like how I do who are you still moves from? Like we were talking about this off air. Like like I watch I watch Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> I watch him a lot. And I'm like, oh, I like what he did there. And I'm like, no. Nope. Let me get that down. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's funny though, I'll tell him, I'll be like, I'm like, yeah, I was watching you spar the other day. I was like, I stole some of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got this in my pocket now. Yeah. No. For me, it's crazy because like I've known I've known Christian since he was like 14. And now I watch and I'm like, dude, I'm like, he's, he's like a, a amazing, like complete fighter, like a yeah. grown man. You like, know what I mean? He came up, he was one yeah. of the students there, and it's crazy to watch him like be like a little guy, and you're like, dude, he's in He's in the ring fucking people He's up. A, <laughs> yeah. Me and Biggie were actually talking about Christian Rodriguez or Rodriguez. God, Rodriguez. God. Rodriguez. God, God. <laughs> I call him C-Rat. C-Rat. But yeah, we was talking about Christian the other day and um, his ceiling is so high. You know what I mean? And um, he, messaged, he messaged me and um, was like, hey, man, you really motivated me to, you know, stay motivated. And I was like, bro, if you like stay on the track you're at, you know, you your ceiling is so high. It's not going to be nobody that's going to be fucking with you, man. Yeah. You are... You are legit, you know what I'm saying? You just stay on the right track and you 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 stay the path. I mean, for people people are starting to get the wind of it though, which is a tough part in the in the in the place he's at. Like he's good enough to be in the UFC, but nobody really wants to take the risk to fight him. Like he's he's had like four people pull out, like UFC vets, like pe people with good records, you know, uh because they're starting to realize that he's really good, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the sky's the limit for that kid. He keeps investing in investing in himself. The sky's the limit. Um, but as to your point of who I um watch, um, I kind of been stealing, you know, um stuff. I've been watching a lot of like, um, one, you know, p probably mostly because of TJ or uh DJ um Johnson. Demetrius, yeah, yeah, Demetrius, Demetrius Johnson. Johnson. You know what I mean? I steal a lot of stuff from here. I feel like he's like my uh unofficial, you know, uh kind of mentor to the game you know i watch a lot of his um kind of how he carries himself as a martial artist and um yeah just like his style of fighting you know it's so complete so you know i i really try to emulate a lot of his stuff he's insanely good like yeah. i've watched i've watched a number of his fights i remember i, I think he did it to cejudo yeah. I, I can't remember who he did it to but i remember a point where man i want to say he shot in on someone and like they tried to sprawl, and like he hopped up and 
arm bar arm bar yep. in midair and i was like yeah what the that f- was uh taz uh taz something uh man, what's his name yeah he picked he took him down picked him up and in there midair trans trans uh just to co- a, and i was yeah, like, like and then like, what? and they go and they go he's a white belt in jiu-jitsu <laughs> i know yeah. like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah exactly. i was like i was like that's some yeah <laughs> I was like, yeah. that is some, that is some, like, I was like, where's the wires? I was like, that is some, that is some, like, crazy. Outside the box, like, nobody's thinking about that type yeah. of stuff, you know? That's, like, truly mixed martial arts, like an art form. Like, that was beautiful, <laughs> you know he what is, I mean? You know, for someone to watch, he really is a complete fighter. And it was crazy, because I just watched one of his fights recently on one, and that was the first time I've ever seen him get stopped. and. Mm-hmm. I think he went on like thirteen year yeah. win streak where no one could stop him. No yeah. one could figure him no out. No one man. Could, exactly. And that's what I you know, I like about him because like coming into a fight with Demetrius, there's no there's no like, okay, we get him here and we gonna have we take him to Deep Waters and we we're gonna, you know, beat him. Or we take him down and we're gonna beat him. Or you know what I'm saying? There's no really like clear cut, you know, way to beat him. And it's it it makes it hard for people like if me thinking about if I was fighting Demetrius, you know, it's, it makes it hard to game plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes it hard to, you know, yeah, come up with something. I just got to be really good. <laughs> I got to be everything. really good everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I like it. Yeah. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about this, technically he did lose to uh, uh, Henry Cejudo. But I oh, yeah. I don't feel I, like he lost yeah. that fight. I, that second fight, I don't feel like he lost. I thought, he, won- I thought he wanted. I, I thought, thought he did. Yeah. Like, there's... There's times where like you see like bad calls and stuff like that and the yeah. judges. Do you ever worry about that at all? Like Yeah. I mean that's always hands? that's always a worry and that's why, you know, um like I'm I'll try to finish the fight from the beginning of the bell to the West End, or try to like dominate the fight from the beginning of the bell to the end of the bell because you never know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and that's one of the things that like suck. Like, uh, so the referees will come in the back and they'll say, they'll tell you kind of what they're looking for, uh, what you can, can do for them to keep the fight going or tell you're done for the fight. We, we never have anything like that for the judges. We don't know who to, we don't know who the hell is judging. We don't know what they want, what they, you know, what they, what they deem as more dominant. They, they, we don't know if you, you think uh takedown is more dominant than damage landed. You, you know, we don't know those things. So, yeah. um, so we don't know what the outcome of a decision would be. So, I mean, that's the thing that's like always hard, you know. And that's why I just I literally don't try to give my opponents like an inch, you know, on anything. You know what I mean? I won't give you I won't give you a strike to get a strike. Um, I just don't believe it. I don't believe in giving you an inch. I don't be, I believe it's like always my turn. I'm never giving you a turn to do, you know, anything. Um, let me ask you this. So, number one, I fucking I love this video when you did this. So, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, is it on Facebook or is it on YouTube? The, the one where you where you had the gloves laid out when you were making oh, a decision yeah, where to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on. Uh, it's on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So, if, if you if you, for those of you watching this who haven't seen it, there there was uh, Rafian was trying to decide on where he was going. Where you're going to go to uh, one. Bellator or UFC, and you got all the gloves laid out. It's it's like uh, it was like the college, yeah, like, draft day. day. Yeah, you're like, where am I gonna go? Where am I gonna go? And you're like, mm, and all of a sudden you pull out the Bellator gloves. What made you decide Bellator over everyone else? So, um, part of the reason, you know, they had I, I had cornered um Emmanuel Sanchez, and uh, um, this was a, my first time cornering Emmanuel Sanchez. So I had. 
this is my first time being to a Bellator event, you know. Um, my head was kind of just wrapped around the UFC just because, you know, I was I kind of bought into that uh like they're the best organization, you know, type of thing. And um so I never even thought about other organization, you know. My goal was to be the best in the world, so I felt that I needed to be at uh, the UFC to do that. So um, I never thought about the Bellator, but then I cornered uh, Manuel Sanchez at Bellator, and, um, you know, I was kind of, like, seeing, like, how he was treated there and, um, you know, the production of it. And, um, you know, it was his first tournament um, tournament fight against Tyron, Tyron Claxton. And um, also uh, John McCarty. Uh, McCarthy, yeah. McCarthy, ah, keep messing that up. Big John, Big John, yeah. yeah. Big John came up to me and was like, "Hey, man, I saw a uh, grappling event that you did. Um, I grapple Anthony uh, Burchak, um, a black, a ten planning black belt." And um, oh, he was was like, a, wait, that was the one out in Anaheim, right? Yeah, in Anaheim. Yeah, I was yeah, there you was that. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said he seen that. Uh, he seen that match, and he was like, uh, he was like really impressed. He was like, man, you beat his, well, you beat his ass, man. That was that was good. If you know, you almost uh, finished him. And um, I was like, oh man, thank you. He was like, yeah, man, when you gonna come over to Bellator or whatever? And I was like, like I thought, I mean, he, he was saying it in passing, but I was thinking like, I mean. If somebody called me, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I didn't know like Bellator is interesting, you know. Um, and then so then after that, um, I like talked to my manager about it, and I was like, "Hey, what's uh, like would Bellator be an option for me? Like if I wanted to go to Bellator?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I can make a call and um, see if they're interested." And literally, I called him that morning, and later that day, <laughs> uh, pretty much uh, they came back with an offer that would have been better than an offer that I would have got from the UFC. Mm -hmm. And I was in a situation, you know, uh, fighting, if people don't know, is not very lucrative if you're not, you know, uh, in a bigger organization, you know. And me, I had a family at that point. I had, like, a son. And and it was and, – and also, when you're in, like, the regional scene – People don't really want to. If you're if you're like a an, a top prospect, people don't really want to fight you and risk their. Or if they're another top prospect, they don't really want to risk their. A lot of in fighting, people don't really want to risk their yeah. their stake or risk their their record. You know, they try to protect their record. You know what I mean? So, um, it was getting hard to get fights. You know, so um, yeah. So the, how they treated Manny, the 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 tournament style, I feel like is really like favors me you know i like uh the tournament style of uh fighting because there's no politics you just fight the next guy the next best guy fight the next best guy um and then um yeah their offer you know so uh they were they seemed very interested in me and um you know i i was very interested in, in them um you know you brought up a really good point with the tournament you know i took a look at the roster for for the bantamweight division man it is a killer's row right now yeah stack man i'm like so number one, shout out to Sergio Pettis. Yeah. Uh, currently ho holding that strap, beats Juan Archuleta. But I'm like, you got Khabib's cousin. You got you. Yep. You beat Hill. You beat Bell. Mm -hmm. You know, you beat up most of that division. I mean, who are you looking at? Like, if you want, number one, is there any way that you guys are going to possibly do a million dollar tournament? Because there is such a great lineup of yeah. guys in that band weight division. You know, um, the the talk around the town before Anthony Johnson and uh, Yoel Romero uh, mm -hmm. signed to uh, Bellator, the talk around the town was at Bellingweight because we have one of the deepest divisions in the um, the league. So um, I would think like they would go back to that after this tournament is done. Um, but yeah, uh, that I think that was that was I heard that was the goal. But who knows? You know what I mean? Um, but 
I feel like we have a deep division. Um, they haven't done a Bantamweight uh, tournament yet, so I, I feel like that's a good possibility. And that was another reason why I signed, because I thought, like, okay, it looks like you're signing a lot of Bantamweights. Uh, if you can do that Bantamweight tournament, that would be amazing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, that'd be amazing. That that type of, you know, that environment, I feel like, is I thrive in, and it's, it's, it's fun. Well, let's say hypothetically, we yep. don't do the tournament. Who are you looking at in the division next? So, um... If I have to fight Sergio, um, if the like the the organization wants me to fight Sergio, I'll probably have to fight Sergio out of um, just for my family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if they if they compensate me, um, I'll probably have to fight Sergio. I don't want to fight Sergio, but if if we have to, me and Sergio's talked. Uh, the the team has talked about it. Like if we have to fight, you know, we're not opposed to that. But if I could, I want to fight like two times before the year is over. Mm -hmm. So I would love to fight like Magomedov uh, because I see he's ahead of me or like Patchy Mix. You know what I mean? I see he's ahead of me uh, or Juan Acheleta. Um, I would love to fight like any of those guys. Um, I feel like... I feel like I called out all of those guys, and uh -huh. but the only guy who kind of like barked back at me was the Magomedov, Magomedov. So that makes me want to fight the Magomedov, Magomedov even yeah. more. Like, okay, you think you or you have confidence? Okay, let's do it. You know what I mean? Let's uh, let's set it up. I talked to uh, I talked to Patchy Mix. Uh, you know, uh, I like. And that was the other thing. They were at the fight or whatever. So I seen Patchy Mix and I seen uh James Gallagher. Mm -hmm. I'm I. Like, I'm the same person. I'm going to be the same person online that I am, you know, uh, yeah. in person. So I seen them, you know, uh, we had nobody with us. I'm like, I walk up to, first of all, I walked up to James Gallagher. It was like before uh, the weight cut. And I was like, hey, like, like, what's up? And I don't know if he recognized me at first or whatever. And he was like, hey, how you doing, man? And I was like, hey, bro, we going to fight? Or, you know what I'm saying? Or you got other stuff going on. What's up? You had, you got hurt? Like, what's going on? Or whatever. Are you and calling him out like, at the weigh-in? Yeah, this was like this wasn't like at the weigh-ins, but I was walking back from like working out um, uh -huh. before cutting weight, and he was walking to maybe do like temperature checks or something, and I was like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> I see you. Like, <laughs> what's up? You know what I mean?" And um, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do something, man. Um, you know, uh, he but he kind of gave me like a little Hollywood answer, like, "Yeah, we'll set it up when when uh they they give me your name, we'll set it up or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, uh, but then um, what happened?" I was like, I was like, also like, I seen you train at Glory. Like, I know some people that train at Glory, and they told me that you're not a bad dude. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want you to take everything I I say to you like online, like too personally. But like, I still want to whoop your ass. Like, I still want to fight. You know? He's like, oh yeah, brother, we'll do it. You know what I mean? And um, and but I don't think he knew who I was because then after the fight, um, he seen me again. He was like, hey man, I ain't really know who you was before. <laughs> But hey, <laughs> he was like, but hey, yeah, like, like we can do it. You know, Patchy didn't really impress me. Like you impressed me. So like, like, let's do it or whatever. But at the same time, I still don't know if he like really, if he really want to fight me. You know what I mean? You take that um, as a compliment? Like, oh, I saw your fight. Like you, you impressed me. Like, yeah. is that one of those? Where like, like, I don't really need to impress you. Like, I, don't really <laughs> I just, I really, I just want you to sign to fight. You know what I mean? I just want to sign to fight. And then so Patchy Mix, I seen, uh. I seen like eating. It was after the fights. I seen he was eating and he was just he was sitting there eating something or whatever. And so then I walked up and I was like, "Yo, what's up?" Like I heard you was trying to uh, uh fight uh Gallagher in uh July, but like we just fought, you know what I'm saying? So how about we fight uh we fight in July or whatever. He was like, "Yeah, um I don't know, man. If they if they give me your name, then yeah, I'll sign or whatever." 
But um, because that was the other thing. Patchy Mix was talking some hot shit on to me online. Uh, he was like, he called me like Kevin Hart or something, and uh, was like, yeah, like you, you know, you haven't fought anybody or whatever. And I was like, all I said was, okay, you talking, you you got a lot to say right now, but I know for a fact that my name has came across. Uh, or I've been signed to fight you two times and two times you said no. So you got real quiet when my name was like on a contract. You talk a lot now, but you was real quiet or whatever. So, uh, and he was like, yeah, well, they didn't want to give you a, a title shot. That's the only reason I didn't uh, fight you. And, but the same thing happened when it wasn't a title shot. You didn't fight me or whatever. So I came up to him and I was like, hey, what's up? Like, you trying to fight in July or you trying to fight this summer sometime? Like, I'm trying to get another one. Like in before the uh, summer, whatever. But he was like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. I was uh, trying to get Gallagher, and um, I mean, if they, if they, if they give me your name, then I'll sign or whatever." But like, you know how you like, like when you're talking to somebody and you feel like they bullshit you, yeah. like they just trying to get you out their face, <laughs> pretty much. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, like let's let's do something where we can call managers right now and say, "Hey, we agree in the fight." <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I don't know if that'll really happen, but um. The Magomedov dude seemed interested. Like, he feels like he can beat me. I feel like those other guys don't really believe that they can beat me, so it's not a good chance of them, like, signing um, signing to fight me. There's there's two things I'm going to say. One, do you take what people say online personal? Like, whether it's a fighter, whether it's uh, a fan, do you do you hold that? Like, do you carry that? I don't, like, carry it, but I, I don't forget it. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? So it's not like I, everything you say, like, oh, like, I hate you now because of something you said. But I remember that, like, if we fight, it might pop back up. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, you did say this. Like, where that's at now? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's up now? Um, I was actually, and then going back, like, I was just rewatching some of the guys in your division. And I, the opening from... Uh, I always screw this up. I have to look at Meg O'Madoff. Magomedov. Meg O'Madoff. Yep. Um, I was watching it, man. He his debut in Bellator, he struggled at first with that wrestler. Like yep. and, and it was but it was quick. He he adjusted, mm-hmm. but he just stays on people. Yeah. Do you, do you like those Dagestan guys are yeah. fucking intense. They are. Yeah. I mean, that's a challenge. You want it is. Yeah, that's a challenge I want. You want to just like, rag? We can I mean, go in there and just ragdoll them? Like, what yeah, you want to do? I'm not going to ragdoll them or whatever because I feel like his. And that's the other thing. I'm pretty realistic about my skill set. You know, I'm a very good wrestler. I'm mm-hmm. not the best wrestler in the world, you know, but I'm a I'm an even better mixed martial artist mm-hmm. because I can dictate like where where we go. Like you're good at like getting to hips and, and, and ragdogging people. I don't necessarily need to be there with you and I have the tools to stop you or make you more uncomfortable um, in situations. And most of my fights go that way. Like where I want the fight to take place is usually where the fight takes place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If I want the fight to take place on the ground, I'll, it'll happen <clears throat> under my, under you know what I'm saying, when I decide. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, just because of my wrestling, because of my body awareness, because of my um, my length. Um, I can dictate that stuff. And I did that uh, very well with Josh Hill. Josh Hill wanted the fight to be close. You know what I mean? He was very uncomfortable when the fight was at, at range. Distance, at range. Yeah, I, wa- I was, you know, I was I was going to say, I-, I watched that fight and I watched it real closely. Number one, I've sparred with you before and you're fast. <laughs> you're fast and you're, it, it, how do I put this? You're, uh, you're, I almost want to say maniacal. Because you pick your range like 
you're just like it's it's right one of those, outside. Yeah. yeah, where it's like you're not coming in fast, but it's one of those where it's like you got this like like almost I rhythm to you. <laughs> Like, yeah. like it's one of those. Like, I watch you shake your right hand. I'm like, this. He's gonna like, throw it. He's gonna throw it. And then all of a sudden, like this, the the lead hand is just going back and forth like yeah. this. And I'm not paying attention. I'm like, oh, he moved in like three inches on me. And all of a sudden, pop, pop. And I'm like, oh shit, that's why I did that. But like yeah. you, you move in real strategically. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was watching that, and I was like, oh, he's doing that. I was like. I'm wondering, I'm like, is he just trying to keep at range because of the fact that, like, it was one of those, you did the same thing where you're just shaking, moving forward, and I'm watching you just inch, yep. inch, inch, and then pop, 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 <laughs> and then what I need. And you, you picked your shots, and then it was it was later in that fight that you were starting to move in on him mm-hmm. where it was like you would stay range, and then you came in close, and then you were just piecing him up. Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's the thing, like... I I don't know if it's the coaching uh, of the other people, but at Rufus Sport we are we have a really high IQ. Um, we have a really uh, we have really good coaches. You know, we have the best coaches in the world. Um, because our fight IQ, you can tell. Like even if you watch uh, Rob Font and uh, Cody Garbrandt, mm-hmm. you know those. I was alpha just watching male, that last night. Yeah, those alpha male guys. You know, they're really good. You know, in certain areas, but they're not. They're not. Uh, he, Cody Garbrandt, being a former champion, should be should be better at range. Like, he's really good when somebody's, like, stepping to him, you know, and he's he's in that slugfest or when, you know, uh, when you're in close quarters, he's really good there. He's really fast. But he's not as good when guys are right outside of where he can, like, slug from. You're a you know thousand I mean? percent right. I rewatched that when I got home last night. Um, I was at Taylor's last night. I really didn't get a chance to, to really watch it. But I rewatched that fight, and Callie and I were discussing it. It was just like... You know, for as good as Car- Cody Garbrandt is, I couldn't tell if Rob Font was that good or if Cody Garbrandt just didn't show up. Yeah. And it was one of those I was like. And that's that's exactly what happened with Josh Hill. Like, so uh, Josh Thompson and Corey uh, Anderson had like a lot to say about like, man, Rafael should be doing more. He should be doing more. But basically what you're saying is. This fight is boring to you because I'm beating the shit out of him without breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm doing everything. I'm I'm walking him down. I'm staying right out. He can't hit me. And I'm piecing him up. I'm landing way more shots than he's landing. And he's crumbling. And I'm not, like, overexerting myself. I'm not getting outside of anywhere, you know. And Cush, Scott Cushman has done an amazing job. I can't take any credit. Scott Cushman and Duke Rufus have done mm-hmm. an amazing job on um, my awareness and my my basics. My basics. So I'm beating this guy with basics. And your criticism is that you want me to get outside of my basics because I'm beating him up too bad and without breaking a sweat. And I can dance and talk to him at the same time. And so <laughs> I must have a lot of energy. I'm being very efficient with my energy, beating the shit out of somebody. But you know what I mean? Um, but which should be a compliment, but that you kind of like spent it into a like it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, Corey, I know Corey. Corey's a good friend. Uh, he's, he's married to uh, my girlfriend's uh, best friend, Jen. I've known Corey for a while. And it's one of those like Corey can talk, but he, he really shouldn't because <laughs> hey, he, he's the same guy. He's a that's wrestler. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Corey, if anybody going to talk, Corey, it ain't you, buddy. It ain't you. I'm sorry. Anytime you get outside of your, uh, what's the name? What it happened? Like, let's look you got, at your career. You got knocked let's out. Let's look at your yeah. career, okay? So don't try to tell me to do something that got you in trouble, you know? Like, no offense, I'm 16-1. I'm not doing bad. I am I have good coaches. I got good people around me. 
I think I know what I'm doing at this point. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and that's another thing. Like, I don't hate you guys. I know you got to yeah. say something. I know you got to say something online. Like, I'm not, like, super mad. But also, I get an opinion, too. You guys got opinions. I, I can have opinions, too. And that's my opinion. I just feel like, you know, um, it was kind of turned turned the wrong way. Like, like, it should be a compliment. I'm beating this guy without uh, breaking a sweat. I can dance. I can do whatever I want because I'm, I'm really good at the basics. I'm really good. And as something, like, I'm a wrestler. I'm a quote-unquote wrestler, you know? I'm able to outpick or out uh, strike. Like strike. I'm out, out strike this guy who started, you know, as a mixed martial artist at a striker or as a striker. So, yeah. you know, uh, that's that's kind of my take on it. I'm I'm super proud, you know, and I, I can't let you guys take that away from, you know, what I, what I did. You had a really valid point there, and it's something I thought about before is that, like, I like I said, I had to go back and do my due diligence. I rewatched your fights, and I'm like, you know, for someone whose base is wrestling – Man, you're good at striking. Uh, you know, and that's the other thing too is that you're fast as fuck, dude. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because yeah. I'm heavier, but I'm like, no, like it's no. one of those like I got hit three times. I was like, I thought we were homies, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Just gonna hand me my ass like that. <laughs> fucking put a bow on it. Like it's, man, it's, it's the coaches that what's the name? But that's why also I feel like I I'll do very well against um a lot of these guys. I, my fight IQ, my athleticism match with my basics. You know yeah, you mean? got a deep ass gas tank, man. You yeah. know, and and, and, and that's the other thing. So so even with Sergio, Sergio fight against um uh, Juan Archuleta. Sergio has a good gas tank, but it's how efficient he is, like, and that's. Sergio is somebody that I pay close attention to as far as like details. I'm constantly picking Sergio's brain about like how his or his mindset on um, fighting and um, like how small how small he can make his movements or how efficient he can be with his movements. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's like so if 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 I'm going through a fight and um, I'm doing the biggest like okay so somebody's punching at me and I move the biggest biggest move that i can you know what i mean um that's a lot of uh energy that's a lot of time that's a lot of space uh that i'm wasting so it's not I, yeah i got out of a i got out of the way of a punch but i did it i did it with a lot of extra motion that i didn't need to do surge is so good because he can move just enough to you to tip his nose or like really just enough so it seems like he's faster because he's wasting way less energy than he needs to. You know what I mean? And just like he's super efficient. That is so, a Kush and Duke thing, a thousand Kush, percent. All all day. Kush, man, Kush has been slapping me in the face <laughs> with the pads for a long time for me to do that type of stuff. You know you what know, I mean? I think back to it. Let me tell you something. Years ago, when Duke and Kush were teaching the classes together, it class was in session Damn. like it, it, it's like it's like everything else got a little bit darker in the background you heard yeah. angels singing and you're like these are two of the best Bet. minds Man. in striking going yeah. back and forth and i remember um even with lemke as well where it's like you know i remember like kush would be like parker he goes you check like he would stop you like you know afterwards when you're sparring he's like parker after you check that kick don't put your foot back down he's like step back out you're returning that kick anyway he's like he's like you're not you're not you're not making yourself faster. What yeah. you were doing is you were taking steps out yep. of what you know you're gonna do to make yourself faster. Yeah. And he's like, Parker, if you like uh what was another example where it's like if you check a like if you check if you check one, he's yeah. like, Your hand's already dangling. He's like, Don't throw this hand back. Yeah, he's like, the This is already hand. there. It's the yeah. fastest hand. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's that little stuff that's uh 
Like, it, it seems very small. It seems very small to the untrained eye. But, but it's so big. So big. So big. Those milliseconds, milliseconds, that's the difference. That's the difference of, you know, landing a strike and not landing a strike. Starting a combo or not starting a combo. Yeah, so we'll use we'll use Sergio as an example. Yeah. Like, the Benavides fight. Yep. Uh, he wasn't faster than him. He was just more technical. It, exactly. And exactly benavides threw so much at him so, and, and i wild. don't yeah and he, i don't i i would agree i would agree that benavides or benavides was in better shape than uh sergio he was probably stronger than sergio um and maybe even a little faster but he couldn't hit him but he could not hit him but yeah. he could not hit him and he could not gas him out um sergio just more efficient yeah just more efficient he threw more volume but but he never hit him exactly and it was exactly. one of those like i was nervous as i was at that fight i was nervous <laughs> as hell because i was like i hope these judges saw what i fucking yeah. saw i was yeah. like i was like yeah. I'm, I'm in the lower bowl i'm like i'm looking into the cage i'm like i can see this i'm like i hope you guys oh, saw this man. fight straight up because like i got nervous when i went to decision you never know yeah. you never know man you never know let me ask yeah you and that was the same with Juan Archuleta. He's like throwing a lot of stuff, but nothing's He's wild, landing. man. Yeah. Nothing's landing. You know what I mean? So nothing's like really affecting me. You know what I mean? And I, and he's coming forward like off of strikes and landing. You know what I mean? The more efficient strikes. So, you know, while we're on the topics of surge, you know, yeah. a lot. Again, I did do a lot of my dual due diligence with you. the The topic of surge came up a lot before yeah. the fight. Does that bother you at all? You know, um, I and I've talked to Sorry, Sergio. I should, I should be calling him Sergio. <laughs> I think I might be the only one that calls him Serge. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I call him Serge and Tank okay. too. Yeah, Papa Serge. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like that's just. I mean, that's just the MMA game. It's a story that's. I mean, it's a story. It's mm -hmm. a story for them to run off of. Oh, we're teammates. You know, maybe we hate each other, or you know, maybe uh, you know, one of them is trying to take something from the other one. Um, so it, it makes, it's like, it makes good TV, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I understand, you know, why, um, you know, uh, why they want to, I mean, cause that's like every interview that I did with uh, Bellator, like they're like really trying to push it, you know? Um, me, I'm not necessarily, and, and that's the other thing. I'm not necessarily a guy like I'm, I'm doing this fight stuff. I'm doing this fight stuff from like, yeah, it's, it's fun to me. But at the end of the day, I'm doing it to get paid for my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, the legacy stuff is cool. You know what I mean? But wherever I get the biggest paycheck is usually where I'm going to go, to yeah. be honest. You know what I mean? So, um, so like, I understand it. and But at the same time, like, I'm doing what's best for my family. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. You know, and... and Sergio's a professional. I'm a professional. Like I said, we've talked about it, you know, because it's a, it is a like, it's a kind of weird thing, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and also, like, Sergio has also said in interviews, you know, that, you know, Rafion deserves to fight for a title, like, while he's holding the title, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because that's, he's, he's a great fucking human being. Like, he's a great person. Oh, like, yeah. I love Sergio. A thousand percent. Yeah. You know, for a guy who's as young as he is, man, he's I mean, so he's mature. Been so, doing this since he was, you know, 18. And, yeah, exactly. Been beating up grown men since he was like a teenager. Yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. it's, you know, it's it's crazy because you see it reflective now where, mm -hmm. you know, he's 27, 26 or 27. Yeah, probably 27. 27. Yeah. And he's probably one of the most mature 27-year-olds that you have met. Yeah, that you I You talk know. to him and you, you hear the influence of his brother. Yeah. You know, he, he's, how do I put this? He takes a look at the world and he can easily take a look at mistakes or other people have made <laughs> and he learns from them, yep. which a lot of people can. A lot of yep. people have to go through it. Yep. Um, and more importantly, like, man, like I was saying this, uh, I said this to Kush 
uh, a couple months back, uh, everyone was kind of out of town. Uh, Duke was gone, Cush was gone, yeah. and Serge and Anthony, Anthony were, were running the pro practice. And it was mm-hmm. crazy to me because, like, I, I was coming off the mats uh, from kickboxing, and I sat down for a second. And I was thinking about it. I was like, dude, I've, like, I've known Anthony since he was, like, 20, 21. I'm like, I've known Sergio since he was, like, 15. Crazy. And at this point, I'm watching him. And I'm like, him, him and Anthony are, like, are going over something real technical with the fight team. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I was like, I watched this kid like, <laughs> grow up grow up in here. It was yeah. the same thing with little Gabriel, too, where I was like, I watched yeah. this kid grow up. And I was like, I watched him take his first pro fight. I was like... <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude. I was like, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. And yeah. the same with, with Christian Rodriguez, too, where it's yeah. like, you know, I and used where to see, you see like you. Uh, yeah. The, you see the investment they made at a young age. Now, like even with sparring, like people are like, man, how do you do stuff like this? You know, and he's able to explain it. He's got like a high IQ. He knows the why, the when, the where he's doing stuff. Exactly. You don't see that. You don't see that, uh, especially in young fighters. You don't see yeah. that in young fighters being able to set up moves to do certain things. You know what I mean? You usually see young fighters just running into a brick wall to the brick wall breaks. You know what I mean? But yeah. he's able to navigate and, you know, make, make decisions based off what opponents are doing. It's, well, it's amazing to see both Christian and Serge have both been around where they go, you know, they've watched people's career in their own fight career yeah. come to an end because of the fact that they've just taken shots. And Duke's a big preacher that he goes, yeah. why did I have such a good career? I didn't take a lot of hard <laughs> shots, you know. Longevity, man. Yeah. That's He's what like, it's about. You, you yeah. want to have a long career? Don't get hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to save your brain cells? Don't, don't get, get hit. hit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. And that's why I say we we are truly blessed, you know, because like a lot of people, uh, well, from Milwaukee, you know, because I also went to uh, Pat Militant's gym to train. I went to uh, or to like live and train. Um, I started with Jens Pover. Um, so like I've been to a, a lot of gyms where not saying they do it bad, but do we definitely do it more efficient? You know, mm-hmm. we definitely do it more efficient. We definitely do it. Uh, you know, uh, I I don't want to say better, but we kind of do it better. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 I've seen that. I've seen kind of the the other ways of doing things, and um, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You Hell know, yeah. I mean? Let me ask you this: How did you end up at Rufus Sport? Because I actually I'm gonna tell a quick story. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious and embarrassing. <laughs> so I remember when you first started at the gym a couple of years ago, we were both doing, we're doing gi jiu-jitsu together. And I, and someone was like, oh, this is Rafael, and he's new here. I was like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? I was like, hey, how much do you weigh? Like, ah, uh, like 145. I was like, all right, cool, dude. I was like, I'm not going to put all my weight on you. I'm like 220 oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> I remember and you're that. like, you like looked at me and I was like, no, oh, it's cool, man. Like, whatever. <laughs> we'll just we'll flow or whatever. And then again, you gift wrapped it in my ass, all 225 pounds of me. And handed it back to me. I came off the mats and I was like, hey, who the fuck? <laughs> I was trying to go easy on him. Yeah, he just fucking. He just whooped my ass like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I actually. Um, so, like I said, I started with Jens Pover. Jens Pover started at a gym in Kearney where I was wrestling. Kearney, mm-hmm. Nebraska. And so then the gym kind of fell out because of uh, inactivity from, like, the fighters that they were trying to start gym with. So Gents uh, offered or asked me if I wanted to move back to uh, Iowa, Iowa with him to Pat Militis's gym, mm-hmm. um, MFS in Iowa. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do the um, fighting thing because that was the other thing. I could have went to um, – I could have went to like the Olympic route and I could have like went to the Olympic training center because I had won nationals. I would have got a free kind of tuition um, and room and board there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to uh, like go the MMA route. And so I started with Jens Pover. Then we went out to Iowa. Uh, and so at the first like 
or no, one of my one of my old teammates, uh, Josh Smith, uh, was already out there and he had started a or he had had an apartment. So I was living with him at uh, Pat Militage gym. But uh, Pat Militage and um, Jens Pover uh, at at a certain point were like off doing a lot of commentating stuff, you know, so they weren't there as much. And it was getting to a point where like they were asking the, the gym was like asking me to like teach classes, you know. And they wanted me to teach like a striking class or whatever. But I like I was literally doing stuff that pretty people people would do stuff on me and I would just copy it. I didn't know why I was doing, but I knew it hit me. I knew it worked. So I would do stuff. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I didn't know why I was doing stuff. Wrestling, I know why, you know, why I know the wins uh, to do things. But as far as striking, I didn't know that. Jiu-Jitsu, I didn't know that. Um, So I was like, you know what? I I need I need to make a move um, somewhere where people are a little better than me. I'm not. I'm not able to just rely on my wrestling, rely on rely on that type of stuff. So, um, yeah. So I went up to, uh, or Pat Milicic told me like, hey, uh, if if two gyms I would recommend for you, um, if Duke Rufus in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is a couple hours away, uh, or uh, ATT, which is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my uh, friend Josh Smith was like, oh well, obviously we're going to Florida. Like I'm going to Florida, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So he was like, yeah, he had his mindset on Florida, the warm weather and weather and stuff. And ATT is a big gym. And I was like, okay, well I'll just check out um, MFS. You know what I mean? So me and my wife. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, um, we went to, uh, we came here to Milwaukee and we tried it out. And I came at nighttime uh, when the amateur practice was going on. And um, uh, actually, Daniel Wanderlei was there. And uh, I I was I was in, in the class or whatever. And I was kind of doing the same thing. I was like out wrestling people. I'll grap- it was on a grappling day too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but Pat Mendes just told me to go there because like the striking was so good. Like I needed, I needed to be better at striking. But I went there on a grappling day, and I was like, "Oh, it's a grappling day. Like I'm still do what I what I do." And so I was kind of like doing what I uh, normally do. And then uh, Daniel actually hopped into a, a, a. He was like, "Well, let me let me roll with you. Let me roll with you a, a couple uh, rounds or whatever." And um, he like like it was like a three minute round, and he tapped me like maybe five five times in a round. Mm-hmm. And like my eyes were like, "What the hell is this? Like what the what the hell?" So I was like, "You know what?" Hey, I gotta go back. I gotta go back to that place because um at the very least I gotta beat this Brazilian dude that beat the shit out of me. Like <laughs> I gotta <laughs> like inside me, I gotta, you know, get better, you know what I mean? Um there. So um I actually I I, I went back and did like a pro fight at um uh Militage, but then I came um back and I stayed to uh pretty much um to uh to train out of Rufus Sport. And mm-hmm. when I came up, I didn't really like tell anybody that I was uh like I wrestled or I was a, a national champion. I paid like regular tuition. I just came in and I wanted to, you know, kind of earn my stripes and um, you know, just get better, you know, uh get better on my striking, get better, you know, everywhere. And um yeah, that's how I ended up at Rufus Sport. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah. giving uh giving your uh guys you're rolling with a heads up that you're a national champion. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been nice. yeah, it would have been. Nice. <laughs> I, I didn't want. I didn't want to like get like special. Which I don't know if I would have, but I didn't want to like get special treatment. You know what I mean? Or somebody like uh, 
I don't know. I I didn't know. I just felt like <laughs> I felt like I just wanted to go in and be like a a, a, no, it's a all person. Good, man. You know what I mean? That had to work his way up. You know what I mean? So I thought I thought that was the best right. But now uh, that you think about it, now it's, I was kind of sandbagging. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at this. I was like I was like, oh, he's a small guy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I know when you was like, yeah, I won't put your weight. I'm like, no, it's, it's cool, bro. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was like, you tapped me, and I was like, oh, now you getting all the weight. <laughs> I was like, you gonna yeah, feel you why? Gonna- <laughs> Well, I had the tacos. <laughs> yeah, you're going to feel it now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. But yeah, dude, I, you know, great times. And it's, you know, to speak into the point of, of watching guys come up, it's been great watching you come up and, and get better and, and, and signing to Bellator and being successful. Yeah, um, it's crazy. You know, are there any goals that you have outside of a championship, personal accomplishments that you want to see for yourself over the next couple of fights, next couple of years? Um, I'm actually, so, uh, my biggest like goal is to like, so I feel like I'm putting my family in a better uh, spot. I got a lot of like, uh, family kind of outside or outside of like my immediate family Mm -hmm. that I want to help, you know? So, um, I'm, I'm looking, I've been reading a lot of like entrepreneurial type of stuff, you know what I mean? So I want to like set up stuff that are going to like, uh, provide, provide something for my family like after i'm gone you know so mm-hmm. uh whether that be businesses whether it be um you know uh financial advice and stuff for like my family outside of my immediate family that's kind of where my head is like heading now for like what i want kind of my legacy to be in my in my family you know do you see mean? yourself still cornering more like i'll use this as an example i don't know if anyone knows this you run our, our wrestling at mm-hmm. 5 p.m on fridays do you see yourself you know, putting a wrestling team together through Rufus Sport, do you see yourself like doing more coaching? Even though you're still fighting, do you see yourself doing more coach- coaching maybe even after your career as a fighter? Yeah, I, uh, definitely. And um, I don't know if you know this, I'm moving back to Houston during um, or just to be closer to family, um, like during my off season, and mm-hmm. I'll come back up from Milwaukee on my during my camps. But like that's one of my that's also one of my goals is to start a wrestling academy, kind of in the place that or around the place that I grew up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like I didn't really know about wrestling. Wrestling has done a lot for me as far as uh, like teaching me um, how to be a man, teaching me uh, hard work, uh, teaching me you know dedication and, and things like that. So um, I want to give back uh, by by giving a uh, or Making a, a wrestling program, a wrestling academy, kind of in um, around the area that I, I grew up in, and um, Ben Askren has also uh, said that he's interested in helping me. Duke Rufus has also said he's interested in helping me do like a um, MMA uh, affiliate um, thing there uh, in the academy. So yeah, that's definitely that's that's probably one of my short short term goals. Uh, that'd be that'd be actually great. You know, uh, I don't know what the scene is for MMA in the Houston area, but mm-hmm. you know, you carry a name like I, and, and I'm just kind of taking a limb here, you know, a guy like Askren, I don't know if he has a curriculum curriculum yep. for franchising, but that's a guy that, you know, even if you're training with you, he's got all the knowledge yeah, in the exactly. world. Um, and, it, and with Duke too, I know that he's a, he's franchised his, his system out. Um, yeah. You know, you have two great resources right exactly. there. Um, and two big names that, that can draw people in and yep. technically three. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Especially like being in where I'm, like my hometown, I think I know a lot of people there, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. So, and that's, that's a big thing too. I feel like, um, 
like wrestling has has done for me um has provide, provided me with people with knowledge you know uh knowledge in a bunch of different areas you know what i mean so uh if i would have stayed kind of in my in the situation i was in i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have branched out to these people with this amazing knowledge cuz i i'm i'm learning or i'm coming to find out that you know it's not the uh like people aren't wealthy for a reason. It's wealthy because they have the knowledge, you know, behind it or how to get or obtain things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People are successful because they have the knowledge, you know, uh, like Duke Rufus is successful because he has the knowledge of, of the wind where of striking. You know what I mean? So I'm been very uh, blessed because I have like people like Ben Askren, who has the knowledge of to build a successful academy, the knowledge of wrestling, you know, uh, Duke Rufus build a successful gym, uh, the knowledge of uh, striking. So um, I, I'm I'm definitely tapping into that, you know what I mean, when I start my own adventures. You have two of the best resources. You have arguably one of the best wrestlers, uh, best wrestling academies in the world and yep. one of the best striking academies in the world. Yep. Um, couple of questions and then we'll wrap this up. Um, outside of of elevating you know your personal life you know signing with bellator has anything changed for you at all i mean outside of the fact that like there's less stuff to worry about but yeah. has it changed anything at all like do people come up to you yeah it's actually like more than i would have thought uh it would happen um yeah, because I feel like, you know, I just kind of stay in my lane and do my thing. But at grocery stores every now and then, you know, you'll see somebody and be like, hey, you that Rafael Stas guy? And I'm like, Hell oh. yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool, <laughs> you know? It's, it's like kind of cool. I got some, like, fan art and, or uh, fan mail and stuff, you know? It, and that stuff is, like, like it's dope, you know? It's, it's like a kind of icing on top of, uh, you know, all the good things that come with uh, Bellator or signing to a major organization and um, fighting, you know? So, yeah, like by no means do I need like uh like a security or nothing you know yeah. like it does it's probably happened like five times you know what I mean but it, it does have I was in Vegas one time and somebody came up to me and was like super stocks and I'm like like people what you know me <laughs> <laughs> like what like that's cool you know or like I'll see like other fighters um you know who I um you know respect or, or see you know or feel like oh you're you're really good you know um like reach out to me you know um for instance Corey Sanhagen um who's fighting TJ Dillashaw reached out to me for me to come out and you know help him out um you know um uh, which you know I, I I feel like he's an amazing fighter you know what I mean so he's uh, crushing it over yeah the he's right crushing he's a he's a killer who, who did you know he so just, that's pretty cool he hit with a flying knee Frank uh oh yeah Edgar. Frank Yeager yeah man he's that was a, a killer bro he's like literally killer. killer I was like someone <laughs> check for his fucking pulse oh, man yeah. Edgar, killer, Edgar got stretched. Yeah, Fuck. exactly. But yeah, so that stuff is like cool to be like, pretty much like people are starting to um, kind of figure out and or realize, you know, that you know, I'm um, I'm the real deal, and you know, it's it's cool to be appreciated and and recognized and appreciated. Hell yeah, man. Well, listen, man, I wanted to say this was great sitting down with you and getting to, getting to know you a lot better. Yeah. Like we we know each other in yeah. the gym and stuff right. like but that. It's but it's like we're always in there hitting on each other. Yeah, you know, we get a chance to talk. But this this was truly great, and I was a little nervous about this because I was like I had said something to Kelly. I was like, well, we know each other, but I'm like, 
we don't we really, really know talk. each yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, so I, I was like, this is interesting. And like I said, uh, you know, before we started off air, I was like, I like to keep things kind of natural. Like, and yeah. I, I feel this went really well, man. Listen, yeah. man, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more and more of you. And hopefully they do this tournament, get you a million dollar check, man. That'd be amazing. That'd like, be and if so you, amazing. like Bellator, I'm going to put you as a co-sponsor <laughs> for my gym down in <laughs> hey, Houston. Straight up. Hey, <laughs> hey, all day. I'm repping it till I die. Like in that million dollar tournament. All right. Well, listen, man, thank you for coming on. Uh, quick notes. Uh, this upcoming Thursday, if anyone is free and watching this, uh, come down to Taylor's. I'm going to be doing a workout session. Uh, not like fighting, but like DJing and stuff like that. Hey. There's some new material I want to test out. I'm going to be recording some stuff for them um, so that they have stuff that they can play when, when I'm not around and stuff like that. So if you got some time, come down, have some drinks. Colin, Matt, and the crew will be down there slinging for you and i'm gonna be up there playing some music for a little while and uh, i might just come down and just say hi and what's up to everyone also coming up in june uh the first weekend of june ladies and gentlemen milwaukee's back the 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 face mask band is dropping no capacity we're getting back to partying june 1st milwaukee county yeah so (laughs) june june 4th i will be uh making my debut back at uncle bucks for the first time i want to say since september or october And then the next night, I'll be over at Brothers. So Friday, uh, I believe it's June 4th, I'll be at Uncle Buck's. Uh, I'm not sure where yet, but Lawrence and I, he'll be playing downstairs. I'll be playing upstairs. You know how the, how the shit goes. And then uh, the next night, I'll be over at Brothers, and Sunday, we'll be doing the podcast. Speaking of the podcast, uh, Andy, uh, DJ Quaddy, he'll be here next week. Uh, we'll be chopping up, talking some DJ shit, talking about life during quarantine, streamcasts, you know, all sorts of other stuff. Uh, big shout out to my little brother who produces this show. Uh, be sure to follow us on the Patreon account and all of our socials, which will probably be posted at the end of this. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Mahalo. Good day. Nice, man.